I'm Pastor Philip Jackson, and this is the Married Now What podcast. Our goal is to provide young couples with the resources they need to build their lives on the truth of God's Word. We are so glad that you're here. Let's get to the lesson. Whose voice can calm any wave, Jesus? Okay, what we're doing is we're, um, we're looking at the four parenting styles, and uh, I challenge you as you read through Scripture uh, to look at and try to identify the, the different style with the parents that you read about in the Bible. And uh, last week, we covered the uh, dominant or the authoritarian parent. And just by a quick, quick review, those parents are those that produce really the, um, the most negative qualities in their children. Um, they have high standards. They have high expectations. They expect you to basically be perfect. Seldom offer warm, caring support. Give few explanations for rigid rules. They tend to be very unbending. Uh, they demand that, demand that their children stay away from certain activities because of the parents' convictions. That and those convictions have not become the convictions of the children. Okay, and we talked about the difference between a conviction and a preference, and and it's really important to to understand the difference in those. A conviction is something that holds on to you. A preference is something that you hold on to until the reward or what you might get out of a situation is greater than the preference that you have, and then you're willing to let go of that. For example, if, if, your, if your children say, I'm going to stay pure until, the, you know, until I get married, yet they get into a situation where maybe they're stimulated to the point that they think the reward's going to be greater than the preference that they have, they'll let go of it. On the other hand, if it's a conviction, that holds on to them, okay? And that's important. And the other thing is, oftentimes, um, these, that parenting style, they give harsh, harsh punishment, okay? Then we also went over the neglectful parent. And just by way of review, the neglectful parent, uh, they lack loving support of children, of their children. Uh, they lack control. Have you ever, have you ever seen um, kids that were just going wild and their parents had little or no control? That's probably that type of parenting style. They display um, an uncaring attitude toward their children. Uh, they often, the parents often appear to really be immature and they lash out at their children when they become irritated or if they're pushed. They, it's easy for them to get their buttons pushed. Uh, they isolate themselves from their children, oftentimes with babysitters. They just want their own time, their own space. Uh, children are viewed as a bother. Children are to be seen and not heard. Okay, and um, they basically are not at home even when they are at home with their children. Okay, so let's move on to the permissive parent. The top left box there, that's the permissive parent. Characteristics, 
they're warm. They're very warm. Um, they're very supportive. Only problem is um, they, they're very weak at establishing any kind of rules. And I don't know if you remember, but the thing that really helps children to have security are two things. And, and they're kind of like guardrails. If you've ever driven through the mountains and you looked over the edge of the mountain and you saw cars and buses that ran off the edge and burned up, you know, you, you're real concerned and you're grateful for those guardrails that they finally put in. Those guardrails for children that really give them security are limits and consequences. Okay? Limits and consequences. Why are those important? Because they keep them from veering off into things that God never intended for them to be involved in. And we're going to talk some more about some of those things uh, when we get to the end of this. Okay? Well, the permissive parents are those that are very weak in establishing rules. They do not... Um, they're not real good at establishing those limits. They're also weak at giving those consequences. Um, and that's, that's D on your sheet there. They're weak in enforcing those rules and limits. Um, they are very loving and they're very accepting. In a sense, they're just kind of pushovers. Okay. They seldom discipline or spank. They're very, very lenient. So, what do you think the results might be of a parent like that? Sorry? Spoil rotten children? Okay. Why? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, someone else? What do you think these the results of this type of parenting are? They are not fun to be around. And what did we always say when we were raising our kids? We want our kids, we want people to enjoy being around our children. Okay? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's really interesting? A child oftentimes reviews their perception of what God is like is directly related to how they saw their what? Yeah, their father. Their father. Their earthly father. Well, what we know are some of the results is children often play these parents and manipulate them. And you can observe that. You see them doing that. 
Um, they manipulate their parents, and they manipulate the rules, that the few rules that the parents have laid down. Another thing that's really sad is generally children from this kind of parents are very insecure. They have real insecurity issues. Um, they have little self-respect uh, because they've really they've never been taught to learn to control uh, themselves. Okay, um, and these are also these are also children that grow up to be adults that have very little discipline. Okay, so those are some of the um, those are some of the results. And I will tell you, uh, when I was a senior counselor at Shadow Mountain Institute, Kim was the charge nurse for the girls unit. Um, we would we would have children that would have no discipline, would be totally, completely out of control. And what we would have to do sometimes is to just hold those kids. And what we and what we would tell them was that we were giving them um, some control because they, they were totally out of control. So this, this is a type of parenting. If you're tempted to be that kind of parent, let me encourage you, think twice, because structure really is a key element when it, when it comes to parenting. Any questions? Yeah, and I know, hey, I know you get tired because, I mean, we've raised seven kids. We, we know what that's like. Um, and, and sometimes you get tired, you kind of get beat down, you, you know, and it's just really easy to just kind of back off. But listen, being a parent, it's, it's work. Sometimes it's hard work. But I will tell you, um, the reward is amazing. Because when the day comes, what was it you said, an old soul? When you get to be an old soul, you can sit back and you can watch your children. And if you've done a great job, it's, it's kind of a, it's a good pride, you know, because you can see what God has done in their lives. And then when the grandkids come along, that, that's even sweeter. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and we're really busy spoiling our grandkids. We have, we have ten of, well, we have nine of them. We have nine. We have nine of them, and we're busy spoiling. And we're going to do that tonight, aren't we? All right. Um, the one that you've been waiting for, and the one I would highly recommend, the bottom right corner. Um, is the authoritative or the loving and firm parenting style. You know, I, I wonder if this is probably not what Jesus experienced with Mary and Joseph, because they did a really good job. Not just with Jesus, but you know, he had siblings as well. Characteristics... Um, these parents 
have clearly defined rules. And um, let me let me just say, um, I I think there's a real value in you and your spouse sitting down and beginning to put together a family code. And when I say a family code, I'm talking about a document, okay? That these handful of things are going to be the standards with which we are going to have in this household. Um, and I don't think it needs to be 73 things because, first of all, you're not going to remember all those things and your kids sure are not going to remember those things. But there needs to be a handful of things that you've listed uh, that are going to be the basic rules or the codes. Uh, what do you think some of those might be? Yes. Okay. So they understand what, they know what to expect. Okay, great. What else should be maybe in that code? Okay, expound. Um, and maybe to, if, if your children are young, to shorten that, well, what does God say about that situation? What does Scripture say about that situation? Um, someone else, got any other ideas what might be included in your code? I know one thing we had, if, if you have boys, if you're raising boys, we, um, we had a rule that you never, under any circumstance, hit a girl or a woman. You never lay your hands on them. And <laughs> what was that? <laughs> no, they they were not even supposed to do that. Now, now that you opened your mouth, <laughs> we like for the the girls to not hit the guys either. And I think the only time that I know of that it happened 
was when her brother didn't stand up for her and Maddie hit her brother and had to go to the principal. So, in preschool, yes, in preschool. What else might be on? Get with your spouse, sit down, think things through. Uh, and again, 
the younger they they are, maybe the fewer you know things that you put in that in that little document. But I would I would definitely put that together, and then I would have a family meeting. And by the way, they're pretty sharp at a very young age. They can understand this. Go over that handful of things. Um, these are our family is going to live by this code. These are things that we are going to do or we are not going to do. And I would even have them sign. I don't care if they can write, they can make an X and have them sign that. And then what you have is when something comes up, like Philip just said, then you can go back to that and say, no, wait a minute. Uh, number three on our code, on our list, is such and such. And how, how does that, what you just did, how does that relate to that? Because we all agreed to this, okay? So have clearly defined um, rules, standards that you're going to live by. Um, another, another characteristic of this kind of parent is they're very loving. They're very loving. And, uh, you know, I, I asked one of my boys one day, um, we had gone out to feed the horses, and we were walking back from the barn. And I said, um, I told him, I said, I, I love you. And um, he, he didn't say anything. And I said, do you know that I love you? And he goes, yes. And I said, well, how, how do you know that I love you? You know what he said? Because you took me to the barn with you to feed the horses. So understand that they're going to understand you love them more by what you do than what you say. Okay? Actions speak louder than words. They are very loving, but the next thing is they're very firm. Okay? They're very firm. Now, I'm going to share something with you that we try to teach our kids, and I think this is important. Uh, when, when it comes to this issue of firmness, you have a standard, you have rules, you have, you have a code, and you are firm. One of the hardest lessons I learned as a dad was um, with my oldest. Um, I spanked him for something. And then shortly after I spanked him, I discovered that he didn't do what I thought he did. In other words, he was innocent, but he paid the penalty of his spanking. Okay? And when I found out, I apologized. We both cried. We both hugged. But at that point, what I learned was... Um, you need to be firm, but you need to do this. You need to teach your children that they can appeal to your authority. Okay? Um, now, why don't you share? Um, why don't you share? Because you encourage that sometimes. So sometimes I feel guilty about it. And so I said I would coach the kids 
But as they got older, they would vote. One night, one of our kids wanted to come down to sleep upstairs. We let him allow it for a week uh, on school nights. <coughs> so Friday night, I said, just go up to that. I guarantee you, you come out stronger. So he told me, I told him one of Because he's old enough. He's been coached for years. You know, that just let me down. He's safe enough for me for a week. Just on a school night. I said, oh, okay. But there were times that, um, you know, never in front of the kids, but that I might go into bed and go, huh, I don't know what I'm saying. Does anyone even like it? I think we should let her do that. And um, particularly so that I get loud. She does. She does. (laughs) But it's it's a real, it's a a teamwork thing. And then sometimes she might say, I I think that's not a safe place. I think the kids could learn, and, and most of the time when they would feel she was there, you would they get what they wanted. But they also learned that it, when they heard these stories, it was kids in serious, and that was a benefit as they grew up to be adults when they felt their dads uh, So, as you teach that, here's the wording is very important because you they're they're not challenging your authority. So what they need to learn to be able to say to you is, may I respectfully appeal to your authority? Okay? May I respectfully appeal to your authority? Right. And here's why. Uh, Because sometimes they may have some information that you don't have when you make a decision that if you had that information, your decision might be differently. Like with my oldest, with Robbie, if I had had some of that information before I spanked him, I would have never done that. Okay? So, may I respectfully appeal to your authority? Um, I think there's a great value in that. Now, here's the thing. Let them appeal to the authority, and, um, and then if your decision is the same, then they have to respect that. Okay. By the way, can you think of scripture where that happened? Where? Esther? Abraham? Yeah. I mean, yeah. So I think that's a really important element to teach your your children. Yeah. You know, um, one of our kids who who was very athletic got kicked off the football team. Here's a great here's a great situation. Got kicked off the football team because um, he was slouching in his chair, and a kid tripped over his feet walking by him. The kid thought he did it on purpose. And I really don't think he did. So what I did was actually, you. she called me and she said, I am on my way to the school to meet with the head football coach. And I said, don't do anything to get yourself in jail before I get there. Okay. <laughs> and so I got there and um, that son was there 
we had a big powwow. And during that meeting, um, that son made it very clear that he did not do that on purpose. And, and we basically appealed. He saw us appeal to the authority of that head coach who backed off of that decision that he had made and put him back on the team. So teach them how to appeal to authority, but also model that for them as well. Were you going to say something? I did. One of the things that we've done with our girls is we've tried to tell them, appeal, don't complain. Because the difference between an appeal and a complaint, it goes back to do everything but without grumbling and complaining, right? So an appeal brings additional information. A complaint is just voicing your displeasure with someone's choice, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So if your kids are going to throw a fit and they're going to be obstinate and rebellious, that's complaining. But if you if you want to come and bring me additional information that I may not know, I've got to be humble enough to listen and not just dismiss it. But they also have to come and be ready for the long answer why they can't or can do something. Right. right? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. All right, uh, firm. Um, this type of parent obviously sets those limits, and that's very important. Um, this another characteristic is that, and this ties really into all of this, is that they have standards for living. We, in our family, we're going to be doing this. We we don't do that. Uh, so set standards for living. Um, Another characteristic is they take time to train their children. They help them understand and learn why, especially with limits. They just don't—they don't just make demands. Okay. Um, here's another one. They—they um, they give support by expressing that support and love with physical affection. Yesterday we celebrated the one year birthday of our of our uh, youngest granddaughter. That's why we couldn't be with you. Um, and you know what? Uh, our boys were there. All of our boys were there. Three of the four boys were there. And you know, when we got ready to leave, actually when we got there and when we left, even our boys, and how old's Robbie? He's too old. Um, came up and gave me a big old hug. You know what? Because from the moment they were little bitty, uh, we expressed physical affection with them. Also with our daughters. Okay. Now, dads, I'm going to tell you something. Appropriately... Um, Hugging and expressing your love to your daughters is very, very, very important. And one of the reasons I think that is so important is because some guy is going to come along someday and um, she will have already learned what appropriate is. Now, I, our, one, our oldest granddaughter, who's in the eighth grade, but just made the high school volleyball team. Um, I had a little conversation with her yesterday. And I told her, I said, Ella, I want you to remember this. First of all, do you have a boyfriend? No. Okay, remember this. You can remember this on one hand. 
two, five, twenty, five. You don't even look at boys until you're twenty five. <laughs> she rolled her eyes, you know. Um, but here's the thing: she's got a dad who who nails this. I mean, he he just loves and hugs on her. It's important for us to be able to express that love physically, I think, to, to our children. And I'm telling you, even when they're in their 40s and 50s, that's still happening, okay? Um, the next thing is spend time listening to your children. Spend time listening. Because they will talk. They will talk. As a matter of fact, when we used to get those calls, you know, uh, telemarketing calls, you know what we used to do? We would say, hold on just a second. And we'd give the phone to Maddie because Maddie would talk to him. Hi, what's your name? Okay. She's a talker. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Listen to listen to them. And by the way, not only is that good parenting, that's also a good marriage counsel as well. I mean, is there a time that you have every day that you just sit and you guys just um, talk? There really needs to be. Okay? And the last thing I have is listen to all of the facts if a limit has been violated. Get all of the facts. What are the results of this type of parenting? Well, um, that child will have much, much better self-respect. They will also be more content. They also, they also will have great self-control 
these kids have the highest level of security. And a lot of that's because of the limits that have been established. They also have a, a great grasp of um, basic principles because they've been, really because they've been taught. They've been trained. They also have good communication with their parents. One of the realities is generally when, when kids begin to get into their teens, they, they begin to, if, if you've not done the right parenting, you begin to lose communication with, with your kiddos. And it generally doesn't really come back around until those kids um, are usually around their mid-20s, mid to late-20s, okay? So that's another great reason um, is because you'll have, you'll have great com much better communication. Uh, last, there's really, another thing is there's less chance of rebellion. Of all the children, they, they have the highest ranking in self-respect. Also, they also have the highest uh, respect for authority. And these children have the greatest interest in spiritual things. So that is really the parenting style that you really want to shoot for. Now, in the couple minutes that we have left, um, I told Philip I wanted to talk to you about what something that is beginning to show up in the counseling office that I just wanted to make you aware of. Um, understand that your children will develop in three areas. They will develop um, physically, mentally, and spiritually. At about age five or six, what we're beginning to see is your children will have a natural curiosity about the physical, physical things, okay? If it's a boy, he'll notice that the, girl, the girls are a little different, and, and it's a natural curiosity, okay? A problem comes when those curiosities don't have limits. And um, when, when the children learn things in the, on the physical end, sexually, that God never intended them to learn at that young age, those things carry into their teenage years, which create issues when they get into their 20s. And then it is a real struggle to be able to get them back to the point that they need to be. Now, um, Levi, there, yeah, you guys, and, and Philip, you guys go to the gym, right? I mean, I'm suspecting you. I go by every day, but I don't see you there. <laughs> but the problem is I just drive by. Okay? So you go to the gym and you lift weights, right? And what happens when you lift weight to, to your muscles? Uh, they grow. They grow. 
So, and, and that's a good thing. Um, here's the problem. The problem is when, when children at five and six, certainly getting into their teenage years, if they begin to exercise things sexually, um, that becomes stronger, that becomes a stronger drive than God ever intended for it to be. And they carry that into adulthood. Generally what happens if that is way out of balance and much stronger than the mental or certainly the spiritual, if that's the strongest, then what has happened is, and these are, you can look this up, it develops into a reprobate, uh, a reprobate mind, okay? God's intent is for that to be flipped, okay? So for the sexual or the physical, I'm not talking about lifting weights, okay? It's okay to be in good shape. But God's intent is for the spiritual to be exercised and to be the strong part, not the sexual. And what I'm telling you, here's what I want you to understand. When your kids, when your little ones are even five and six years old, those natural curiosities are going to take place. You as mom and dad need to make sure that you know who they're playing with, whose house they're at, to make sure that other kids are not motivating them to begin to develop things in areas that they shouldn't be. And I'm telling you, because I, because I run our, um, our counseling office, that that is a real issue. Um, what was it you shared? You made sure you guys knew That, yeah, that you I didn't know. Yes, sir. We'll pray for you because someday you're going to have some weddings, five of them. 
So bottom line, what I'm trying to share with you is I want you to understand, um, be really careful. And um, yeah, there are adults that can create issues for you. But what I'm seeing is, at least in the counseling offices, more often it's other children that are teaching, that would be teaching your children things that you don't, that they're not to the point that they need to be learning, and there needs to be those limits. Even if you've got two six-year-olds playing, keep an eye on them. Yep. Even when they are like a girl, and obviously the one like first were a bit early, but even with like cousins, we had you know had like six windows. Yeah, they had a door closed, um, but. With the whole, as they are asking questions at age appropriate ages, you know, uh, you start to get into puberty. I always tell my girls, if you have a question, please come and ask me the question and not ask your friend. Because yes, they, they would get false information or um, but they don't know where the, the friend would get the knowledge or the friend might know too much. Or as we've taught our children age appropriate things, I would have to tell them, now, this is a conversation you might have, but you might need to go tell your friends that their parents have known or their cousins or friends. So that kind of helps yeah. them know, like, okay, I, I feel safe to ask mom questions because she's going to give me the answer versus, you know, giving false, like having to fix the false information. Mm -hmm. I would tell my kids, I'm from Kansas City, too, and there's a gentleman who's nice to us, and they, every, whatever they wanted to ask was from my kids that I spoke with, I know. He had lots of free conversations with my children, uh, funny present or not. But if they asked, then I'd tell them too. But I did tell them that too, that I'm going to tell you the truth. This is not for you to, you know, be in, you know, it's transparent. So I won't ask any more questions yet. So whatever you ask, I'm going to tell you. And you shouldn't be afraid of answering those questions. Absolutely. There are a lot of a lot of parents who are very secure in their own understanding. They're afraid to to communicate things because they're, you know. They're not ready to have the conversation to put it off. They're put off preparing themselves. If you have children, no matter what age they are, you're carrying a child, prepare for the conversation. Yeah. You're ready when it happens. Yeah. And this is somewhat of a game changer right here. Okay? And I'm seeing young children, really young children, that have access to these. And so I, I would just throw caution out because you know what all they need is another friend could even be the same sex say did you know you can get on your phone and and they're off to the races so uh, nothing wrong with the curiosities that are naturally going to come their way the problem is when there are no limits okay I think that pretty well wraps it up. I'll give it back to you. How's that? Who cares?
you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to like and subscribe to our content. We are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. The Married Now What podcast is a ministry of Evergreen Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and is meant to be a resource for in-depth Bible study for couples striving to build their lives on the truth of God's Word. For more information and additional lessons, please visit our website, evergreenbc.org. I've tried.